Living the Principles. This podcast is hosted by Latricia Smith and Phyllis G. Williams. Living the Principles seeks to expand mindsets, express beliefs, and edify excellence in hopes of building a stronger Black community. Welcome to Living the Principles. Welcome. I am Latricia, and with me is my co-host, Phyllis. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Latricia and guest. Today, we have someone special with us, Manifest Ra. He is the CEO of Manifest Entertainment, I-N-N-E-R, the founder of Heal Humanity, and a visionary of the Sage Man, Sacred Manhood, 90-Day Rites of Passage. He is a transformational speaker and alumni of Florida a How are you doing today, Manifest? I am doing well, Phyllis and Latricia. It's a pleasure to be here on this call. It's terrific uh, Tuesday. How are you great ladies doing today? I'm doing great. I don't have to work for a few weeks, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, that's, when you got some free time and some me time, you know, that's always a great thing. So I'm sure you're using it wisely. Exactly. Well, Manifest, I'm just really excited to have you on the show today. I know Phyllis is also excited to have you on the show. She told me about you, and when she did, I was like, okay, great, we should have him as a guest. And actually, you are our very first guest, so this is really special. Oh, well, hey, it is truly a uh, a pleasure on, on my end as well. You know, anytime I can be first guest on a show of women who are sincere and doing the work, and sharing important messages and topics in our community. I, um, I'm honored to be that. So um, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Phyllis, she mentioned a lot of things about you in the bio, but I would like for you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I was born in Tallahassee, Florida, raised in the Washington, D.C. area. I lived in this area most of my life. Come from a very loving family. I know that's not something that everyone has uh, experienced with both parents. So I was able to experience that and see how both the masculine and the feminine energy work in tandem and why it's so important for that to be the case today. So uh, I was raised in a health-conscious family. We weren't vegan or vegetarian or anything, but eating uh, healthy foods was also always emphasized to the point where that was my first experience with juicing, seeing a juicer and, and those kinds of things, probably when I was about seven or eight, and seeing my dad juice fruits and vegetables. And uh, my uh, mom is, has all, always been the spiritual one uh, of the two, more of the spiritual one, if you will, doing the right things for the right reasons, regardless of whether anybody's watching or not, living from your higher self, uh, if you will. That was my upbringing, even though I experienced life like every teenager, college student. I never deviated too far from those roots, or at least I knew when to come back and to embrace my sanity before I got too far out there. You know, so I do credit my family, the village that uh, raised me as, as, as having a, a, a significant influence on who I am today. And uh, while in college, um, you know, like I said, I had a lot of great experiences, pleasure, fraternity, and, and, and those kinds of things. And then towards the end of my college experience, 
I knew I wanted to do something with my public relations background that would benefit others. Didn't necessarily know exactly what that was going to look like. I didn't have clarity of vision, but I did become aware of a lot of cabarets and large parties that were really becoming in vogue, uh, the trend uh, in the D.C. area. And this was early to mid-90s. And so I said, okay, I don't want to do something like that. I don't want to, you know, just have a social gathering. But I mm-hmm. would like to gather large groups of people for topics and themes on personal development, you know, mm-hmm. around, around healthy living. After graduating in 94, I uh, started volunteering at Holistic Health Associations in D.C. area where I was learning about herbs and nutrition, mindfulness and meditation, and many of those practices that have been around for many, many years. And so uh, after a few years of volunteering and learning some of the basics, Spirit said, hey, jump out here and start organizing uh, health expos. So for a few years, I organized a large expo known then as the Taste of Health Festival. The first one was on Father's Day in uh, 1997. It was 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Had 30 workshops. Had about 70 vendors, live music, the best vegan and vegetarian restaurants in the area, allowed people to test taste their food. It was a tremendous hit from all of the workshops that were focused on everything from prenatal nutrition to how to eat healthy on a minimal budget to how to grow your own organic vegetables. I mean, you name it, you know, Mm. um, if you could think of a topic, we probably had something on it or close to it. It was promoted on all the um, local media and even received a level of sponsorship. So I was on radio, TV, and in newspapers, magazines, uh, the DC, Baltimore area. And so it was a tremendous success. And this was before social media. And before mm. e- email really kicked in, uh, if you will. So, uh, I mean, all of my communication was direct mail, mailing things out, you know, Pony Express, <laughs> jumping mm. on public transportation to go pick up money because they didn't have PayPal and Cash App and Google Pay and anything uh, of that nature. And so it was one of those experiences where I received the vision and I simply acted on it. I didn't know what was all entailed or how challenging it would be. I just answered the call. In hindsight, you know, it's one of those things you look like, wow, wow. Had had I known what was all involved and making that a success, you know, I don't know, you know, what I, you know, would have done it today. uh, But I'm glad I didn't know all those uh, variables that were involved. Um, And I was in a um, younger state of being, you know, and uh, with probably less responsibilities than I have now. So it was a success. And then year later, I did a two-day event, 60 workshops, more vendors, about 80 vendors, um, all-day uh, activities, food, and, and, and entertainment, and another tremendous success. And so after doing that for two years, I realized I was promoting everyone else, but mm-hmm. I didn't have my own holistic modality or system that I was learning and practicing and sharing with others. And so I also realized in that moment, that I was burning the candle at both ends, promoting concept of health and wellness. But when it came to my own self-care, I wasn't adequate in that regard. And so I said, okay, hey, let me put these events I'm organizing and promoting 
on the back burner and let me focus on what I need to do for me at this phase of my life. And so mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do, whether I was going to be yoga or martial arts or something of that nature. And I remember seeing a magazine known as Pathways, and it was speaking about a Tai Chi class in Silver Spring, Tacoma Park area. And so it's like, wow, okay, it's an internal martial arts system. Um, This resonates with me a bit more than yoga, because yoga today in the West is primarily practiced by women, which, Mm. I mean, you know, it's not a bad thing if you're a guy. (laughs) Hey, you know, I mean, hey. But I wanted to be around masculine energy, the brothers, uh, the man, you know, the manhood energy, that kind of thing. And uh, martial arts seemed like a better fit for me, you know what I mean? For what I was looking for. Everybody, you know, has to find their own path and what Mm -hmm. their heart is calling them to do. So, so yeah, I took my first class on Tai Chi back in uh, 2000 and started really um, learning a significant amount about meditation and mindfulness then slowly but surely my life started to change where I I moved from being this on the go, always on my grind type person to being able to live more in balance and in harmony and to Mm -hmm. embrace a more whole way of living as opposed to a one dimensional way of living that was only focused on career path. And so Mm. that over time really helped me significantly to the point where other folks were seeing how calm, you know, I was living and how centered and, and I wasn't overreacting or reacting to things that didn't necessarily need a response. Mm-hmm. And uh, people naturally wanted to know what I was doing. And so mm-hmm. teaching became a natural outgrowth just of how I was living. You know, it wasn't something where I was like, hey, let me go and teach this and preach this and tell everybody else how they need to be calm and, and focus on their inner work and things of that nature. It was just a matter of me doing the inner work myself and living that and people wanted to know more. So naturally I became very passionate about sharing this new way of living for me. Mm-hmm. I found that I was also helping others change for the better themselves through these relaxation techniques, these centering techniques, awareness techniques uh, that all have been practiced for thousands of years. And so Qigong, um, Qi means energy. Gong Mm -hmm. means cultivation or refinement. Mm -hmm. Became my primary modality because everything is energy. And so when Mm -hmm. we learn what to do with our energy, um, we tend to live longer. We tend to be happier, uh, have better relationships, sleep better, better relationship with money, less bad habits, And just overall, we are better people to be around when we learn to be better stewards of our energy, of our life force. Mm. I um, teach these um, trainings uh, in the workplace, corporations, government agencies, colleges, universities, and other groups. And I uh, contract um, with the nation's leading health insurance companies like Kaiser Permanente, United Healthcare, Care First, and GIHA and ASPA as well. So... When it comes to mindfulness, mm-hmm. uh, work, workplace wellness, um, D.C., Baltimore, VA, Manifest, Ra is the go-to person, corporations, agencies, and are uh, the nation's health um, leading health insurance company. So uh, that's a little bit about what I do. I do a lot more than that. And also, of course, I have the sage men. But, yeah, I wanted to put that on your plate you know, before we move on to the next. Wow. Oh, Wow. 
Uh, that is amazing. And when you said that you practice Tai Chi, I don't know you well. I just know what I see on social media. I can see that fitting you. And it makes me think of masculinity doesn't have to be something like boxing or martial arts, that it can still be something as gentle but still powerful as Tai Chi. That is absolutely correct. You know, there's a uh, toxic, oftentimes a toxic definition or perception of, of masculinity where men have to beat the chest all the time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And now they have to be the tough guy uh, all the time, you know, and um, no one is like that all the time. I mean, from, you know, in terms of their masculinity or their, you know, in terms of being a man. And so mm -hmm. what often happens is that men, as a result of not knowing how to process difficult experiences, emotions, life challenges, will mm -hmm. live from that false warrior code of, I got to be the tough guy all the time. I can't really show weakness that anything is going wrong with me. And then we transfer that over to our sons, mm. um, to other folks in the community where they now buy that same nonsense. And so you have generations of men who, since they can't process their emotions and they can't really talk from a place of transparency and vulnerability, they self-medicate and through drugs, alcohol, food, or they dump their um, stress and traumas on other people, hurt people, hurt people. So mm -hmm. Tai Chi, Qigong are very powerful art forms that are more internal in their empowerment. Doesn't mean that they're any less powerful. Uh, as a matter of fact, over time, they'll be even more powerful because every life is an inside job. So whatever we mm -hmm. are experiencing on the inside becomes our way of life on the outside. So if I'm learning how to harness my energy internally, process my emotions, eliminate certain thoughts, then my awareness that I don't want to carry over in my subconscious mind, then my actions, the way I relate to others, the way I respond to others, all come from a place of my highest self as opposed to my lowest instinctual emotional self that just runs on automatic and self-preservation. So. You're absolutely right. Tai Chi is oftentimes seen as this slow, graceful exercise system, which it is uh, to an extent, but it has a, a much more in-depth side mm -hmm. that is about empowering one's life force from the inside out. Mm -hmm. I've practiced just gone to a few sessions once or twice maybe more than twice. We have a female instructor here that does it. Um, her name is Yolanda. So mm -hmm. I had to get back in contact with her. But mm -hmm. as you were speaking, you mentioned how male toxicity can hurt others. And I thought about father, uh, father's day just passed. Mm -hmm. And there's people, there's men who have trouble with issues from their father. Now they have issues being a father. Mm -hmm. And what would you say would be the first step to wane male toxicity? The first step is to listen to and do some research on comprehensive or more whole manhood, if you will. You know what I mean? The information mm -hmm. is out there about men's healing circles and how when men talk through and talk about their emotions and express them, things that 
they become healthier and more empowered in all aspects of their lives. So now that being said, there is a certain level of resistance uh, with many men mm-hmm. uh, to that approach. So, so it's not like they don't know some of these practices exist. They're still stuck in an old mm. way of being that is weak to man going to those circles, man, and talk about your stuff, man. Ain't nobody up for that and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like uh, one of my lady friends, she said uh, a guy, I think, I don't know if it was a guy she was dating or whatever, she was telling him about mindfulness and the need to meditate. And she said he kind of looked at her and said mindfulness and, and basically just put it off like that's something that you women do. Mm. But you know what I mean? Um, that's not something that, that men do. So there's a certain level of just being in the dark, men not knowing what makes a whole man. And when you look at, uh, at, at systems of martial arts, they all have a level of internal cultivation, um, whether they call it qigong or whatever, where they have quiet times in uh, nature where they can acknowledge certain thoughts and emotions and determine as the observer if they need to focus the energy there, they need to let it go, they need to come back to center, what's eating at them, so forth and so on. And they also learn certain breathing and energy practices so they can stay focused from a place of quiet mind, quiet heart during battle. Because Mm -hmm. if you got two warriors of similar skill sets, I don't care if it's boxing or martial arts, Oftentimes, the one that will win is the one who can stay calmest in, in the midst of the mm-hmm. storm. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's not the one who's animated all over the place and, and doesn't know how to control his emotions. Just the one who can stay calm in the midst of the storm. When Even when he takes a, a hard punch, um, he knows how to roll with the punch. Even if he didn't, wasn't able to roll with the punch, you know, he has an idea of what to do when he takes a punch like that or even get knocked down, if you will, how he maybe he needs to stay down for an eight count as opposed to jump up and try to walk around within mm-hmm. a second and a half and fall back down. So that level of calm that we cultivate is equally as important. It actually nurtures and feeds the more external, the more, how can I say it? Yeah, the more external aspect of our manhood. So mm-hmm. um, without that inner quiet mind, you have, again, men, and you see this sometimes in sports and and, and modes of combat where uh, you have some athletes, uh, male athletes who are very calm, and no matter what's going on, they can manage the situation and find a Mm -hmm. way to win. And you Mm -hmm. see others where the slightest, you know, they they could be the most talented in terms of their skill set, but the slightest little thing will throw them off and that, you know, they'll end up losing the fight, losing the football, basketball game, whatever it is. And it's because they don't know how to manage their emotions. They don't mm-hmm. know how to. So sitting in quiet time, being more reflective, being more meditative are considered more yin in nature, if you will. Mm-hmm. Activity, moving around, punching, kicking, running, mm-hmm. climbing mountains, climbing trees, um, um, zip lining. That's considered more yang or, you know, that's the way Asians pronounce it, yang. In the West, we, we, we pronounce it yang, but more yang in nature. And so life is about both, not about mm-hmm. being one without the other. And so to mm-hmm. answer your question, men must begin to understand and 
be willing to listen to a more whole approach to manhood as opposed to just mm. say, man, you know, that stuff, I ain't interested in that. You're telling me to quiet my mind. You're telling me to come talk about what's eating me. Now that's that stuff, women. So as long as men take that approach, they're going to stay in those self-medicated mm -hmm. modes of being that are toxic in terms of their masculinity. So the first step is understanding that there is a, a more whole comprehensive way to be a man, which requires um, them to be in touch with their yin or their feminine side. Hmm. Let me ask you another question, because as you were talking about this whole idea of masculinity, it made me think of initially when we first began our conversation, you talked about how there's energy, there's everything is energy. So there's this masculine energy and there's this feminine energy. And when I was thinking about masculinity, it brought me back to a time where people construe masculinity as this guy who has to be tough and strong and rugged. And I, I'm a parent of girls only. I don't have any sons, but my friends who do have sons, they'll say things like, oh yeah, my, my son, he's all boy. And <laughs> about these men who need to be healed because they don't know how to manage their emotions, a lot of it is a result of them not being able to express their emotions properly when mm. they were boys because of the way they were brought up. So I would like for you to speak on the difference between our concept of masculinity as it relates to society and the concept of divine masculinity. Mm. Thank you so much for asking that question. Uh, sure. Masculinity is the expression of, of male energy, if you will. We have testosterone and estrogen. And so testosterone is primarily, primarily masculine. Estrogen is primarily feminine. And so when you think of testosterone, you think of a car revving up, engine revving up, on the go, assertive, getting things done, so forth and so on. And so when you think of estrogen, you oftentimes think of giving birth, more nurturing, mm. more reflective, those kinds of things. And so masculinity is an extension of, or a, how can I say it, in harmony with most um, that testosterone-like state of being, where men are moving forward, getting things done, asserting themselves in the world, on the planet. And so our ability to uh, exert that vitality, that virility through our nature has a lot to do with being rooted, being grounded, being secure within ourselves, being also in alignment with a higher source. And so mm -hmm. that lends itself more to the divine masculinity. So masculinity is, again, by itself, is just that assertive nature. You know what I mean? And you can see that even in war or gang culture, you see this bravado, oftentimes false bravado, where everybody's got to be the tough guy. Everybody's got to, you know, try to compete with everyone else, so forth and so on. So that can be that masculine uh, energy that we're speaking of. The t divine masculinity, it's more of being rooted to the earth and the core of our being, but also being aligned with higher self, 
our creator and also living with a pure heart of integrity and love. So it's like we extend being grounded and assertive into a more rooted and a more elevated and heart-centered way of being where divine intelligence, if you will, the creator, i.e. God, whatever you know, we call that particular uh, divine entity is expressed through our masculinity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because when it's not expressed through that masculinity, then it's just masculinity. And if it's mm. just masculinity, if it's just masculinity, then in most cases it actually turns into toxic masculinity. Wow. So toxic masculinity is the absent of the divine. Absolutely. Let me give you an example. Like when you have fathers and they'll take their sons maybe to get a haircut. And I've seen this times where it's like a little two-year-old boy, three-year-old boy, and maybe he's gotten cut by the barber or something, nicked. And of course, you know, a two-year-old, what's he going to do? He's going to start crying. You see what I'm saying? I mean, that's, you know, shoot, you know, you might have some grown men that might want to like, hey, man, I'm bleeding up here. You cut my half my head off or something, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen fathers, boy, shut up. Shut your, you know what I'm saying? You better not cry. You better, you better not cry. You better not be the punk and so forth and so forth. Two-year-old boy just got cut upside his head. You know what I mean? And you mean to tell me, you know what I'm saying? He's got to be a 35-year-old man at two years old. I mean, what are we teaching now? You know what I'm saying? And then under no circumstances, you're supposed to, you know, weep or show any emotion. Now, when you think about it, um, the human body is 70% water. Mm Mm-hmm. We were born in water in the womb of our mothers. Mm-hmm. The earth is 70% water. So the bodies that we live in, as well as the planets that we live on, the planet that we live on is primarily water. What are emotions? Hmm. You know, water. Hmm. So this notion that under no circumstances can I show my emotions, mm-hmm. all right? I mean, it's scientifically backward. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In other words, in other words, you need six, I mean, seven to eight glasses of water a day uh, to be healthy, to be hydrated. Um, again, the body's 70% water, the earth's 70% water. Uh, all of this water, but under no circumstances can I express the water within me, no matter mm. what what situation I'm dealing with in life. You mm. see? So that's that's where uh the toxic masculinity oftentimes comes into play because as a result of not honoring that yin aspect of my being, I don't learn any sense of compassion to my fellow man. Mm -hmm. I don't learn how to truly relate at the heart center with my woman or with my children, Mm -hmm. uh, if you will, because everything has to be the tough guy. Everything has to be the surface and 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 the false bravado. So, you know, that's where the toxic masculinity comes in. And so, you know, I affirm that when you have men who beat women, who abuse women, they first abuse the feminine or the yin within themselves. And that abuse of the woman became an outgrowth of the lack of attunement with with that same um, feminine energy or yin energy within themselves. Every, Every human being is both masculine and feminine. That's what the Tai Chi symbol is about, where you have the yin and the yang, yin and the yang. Every, everything in the universe is both masculine and feminine, yin and yang. The sun is primarily uh, masculine or yang, but within it, it has a yin cycle to it. Like when it's rising, it's yang mm-hmm. cycle of the sun. 
12 noon, the most masculine time of the day. Mm. Then four or five o'clock, it begins to wane, uh, if you will, where the sun starts to slowly, gradually descend. That means it's starting to embrace its yin cycle, feminine mm. aspect of that. And then, of course, later on at nighttime and 12 midnight is the highest or, or the um, most emphasized feminine aspect of the sun, which is which is masculine, which is masculine in nature. So it's the same with the moon. The moon is primarily feminine. The men men correspond to primarily the sun when it comes to the sun and the moon. You know, our mm-hmm. we have a we have a daily cycle uh, that corresponds to the sun. Women, you all have a monthly cycle corresponds to the 28 day or 29 day lunar calendar. So, but even within the moon, which is more feminine than yin, you still have masculine cycles to it. The new moon is, con- mm. is considered probably a bit more masculine uh, in nature uh, relative to the moon. It's the planting of the seeds. It's when we farmers plant the seeds into the earth. It's mm. when we plant seeds into our own minds and our visions for what we want to accomplish that particular year. And so when you think of a seed, man, men carry seeds and impregnate women by way of their seed. So the new moon is more masculine. The full moon is more mm-hmm. masculine, even though it's in the overall structure of the femininity of the moon. So nothing is 100% masculine or male. Mm-hmm. Nothing is 100% feminine or female. So, you know, this notion that, you know, hey, man, I'm just all 100% man, you know, that's oftentimes what men use when they're hiding something. I just leave mm. it at that. And I think there's a distinct difference between masculinity and manhood. They're not one and the same. I would agree with that. You can see football players, mixed martial artists or whatever, who are very masculine on the football field. But when it comes to their understanding and their application of being a man, it's absent, you know, there's a big void there. So yes, you're absolutely right. So masculinity is, is again, is an expression of that assertive male energy. And as we know, there is a difference between males and manhood. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so males are born with a male organ, but that doesn't correspond automatically to manhood. And so manhood is going through certain processes, certain protocols, certain evolutions, quantum leaps within my life journey as a man that move me to be responsible. So yeah, there's a difference between masculinity and just manhood um, outright. They, they're very similar, but manhood, just like womanhood, when you think of the word hood, it speaks of a covering over the head, if you will, or a covering over a car. The hood then represents the top of the car or the top of the body, the head. So that means there has to be an evolution, Mm. an ascension, our understanding and application of of being a man or being a woman to come into manhood or womanhood. Wow. This is amazing. This has been such a wonderful conversation and time has just flown by. And I think we're going to have to have you come back so that we can have further discussion on this. Well, you know, it would be truly an honor, Phyllis, to return. You know, you great ladies ask such thought-provoking questions. You know, (laughs) I'm happy to just share 
what I know as well as what spirit brings through me. These are very important topics that affect all of us, not just mm-hmm. men, mm-hmm. not just women, our children, our communities, our extended families, ultimately the planet. It would be an honor anytime for me to return and to continue this great conversation. Thank you so much for being here. And before we let you go, will you please give our listening audience your contact information so they can find out how to get up with you? Sure. They can reach me at manifestraw.com, M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T-R-A.com, M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T-R-A.com. Also at Energy Work, that's my workplace wellness enterprise, I-N-N-E-R, the letter G, work.com, I-N-N-E-R, the letter G, work.com, or thesagemen.com, thesagemen.com, T-H-E-S-A-G-E-M-E-N.com. Also, they can reach me at 202 746 4537 202-746-4537. Wonderful. Again, thank you so much for being here, and we look forward to speaking with you again. Well, thank you so much, ladies. You all have a blessed day. Look forward to returning to continue the conversation. Thank you so much, and you all are doing great work. Thank you. Open your mind, ears, and heart to our next session. It is spread the good news not rumors not rubbish living the principles we spread the good news all of our good news today is focused on men we had a great session with manifest raw but there are many other men doing great things in the world for example our first person is dj Pryor. You may have seen him recently on a dentist commercial. This young man went viral for having a conversation with his 19-month-old son. And now he's getting endorsements and spreading the word that Black fathers are building positive bonds with their children. DJ Pryor. Our second point comes from an article. According to an article from CNN, millions of Black men are flourishing in America today. You may not see this or you may not believe it, but data shows that poverty has fallen from 41% in 1960 to 18% in 2019 for Black men in America. Middle class has risen from 38% in 1960 to 57% in 2019 for Black men. So Black men are flourishing in America today. Another person that I would like to highlight, and our last person, definitely is a starter from the bottom, now he's here story. Michael Atkins of Denver, Colorado, was told by a teacher that he would be dead before he was 21. That prophecy did not come true. His first full-time job was as a custodian with Denver Public Schools. He then became a teacher assistant, a teacher, assistant principal, and now he is the principal of Stedman Elementary. He hopes in his position that he can spread diversity for all students. This is the good news for today.
it just goes to show that when people make up their mind to do something, nothing can really stop them. They can't. Well, we've had a feast with Manifest Ra. I gave you guys some nourishment with spreading the good news. Latricia, do you have a soul snack for us today? Yes, I do. Our soul snack comes from an Egyptian proverb, and it says, True teaching is not an accumulation of knowledge. It is an awakening of consciousness, which goes Mm. through successive stages. All right. And we did not give you guys a principal challenge today. Latricia, do you have a principal challenge for us today? Principal challenge. Live them out. The principal challenge for today is to revisit your beliefs on masculinity. Let's all take a look at how we see masculinity. Do we see masculinity through the eyes of society or do we see masculinity through the eyes of the divine? Revisit masculinity. And silence, if I must add to that. (laughs) Yes, that's a great addition. That's our show for today. Until next time, expand your minds and impact your communities. Thanks for listening to Living the Principles podcast. Be sure to visit us at livingtheprinciples365.com to access the show and join in on the conversations.